Welcome to Sports and Life with Tremaine. We took a long hiatus. Um, a lot has happened over the last couple of weeks, but practically I finished my semester. Um, it's just, you know, so great that I'm able to finish my semester of coursework. I still have my research practicum, but trip to Houston got canceled um, just because I had to, you know, do stuff for school. And I know I've been kind of quiet over the last couple of weeks because I had to get an 11-part final done, which ended up being about 11 pages. Um, and then I was, and then I had to get my book review done and write a seven-page paper. So that was a lot of work I had to do over the last few weeks so I'm back as you know today is Tuesday so you know what time it is it's for sports and life with Tremaine this will be a sports heavy topic um one thing before we get into the sports though is I want to talk about ice um and what they're doing right now in this country um I think that people should not be separated from their families. We need to figure out a way as Americans to figure out a way to keep families together and find a way for people to get citizenship. Not this whole, all right, we're gonna tear your families away and y'all can't hug each other and y'all can't do this or do that. That's ridiculous. And to be honest, unacceptable. So I wanna, you know, mention that all my thoughts, prayers are for those affected families and families that potentially could be affected and just know that dreamers, undocumented folks, immigrants, anyone with an expiring visa, just know that I'm thinking of you at this moment. Um, Cause this is an important issue. Like y'all are talking about some damn Ariel being black and all this other stuff. And that's not an important issue. I couldn't care less if Ariel was black, white, purple, whatever. But issues with, you know, ICE and them targeting folks, that is what, you know, is scary right now. And just know that my thoughts and prayers and any type of support, especially for those that I know, any type of support, let me know. Um, Other thing I want to discuss before we get to what most of y'all probably want to hear about um, is I want to give a um, moment of silence and thoughts on Mackenzie Lewick. Um, Mackenzie Lewick was a University of Utah student who was murdered a couple weeks ago. Um, Ashley was not in Utah when it happened. Um, I'm not going to go into details of what happened because the details are sick. Um, but I just want to know, I just want to let everyone know and want to express from my heart that my thoughts are with her family. This, this is not good for anyone to go through. Don't care who you are. No one deserves to die the way that she died. Um, that's all I'm going to pick. That's all I'm going to talk on at this moment. We're going to have a moment of silence and 
there's no real smooth transition, so we'll get to the next topic. So, moment of silence from Mackenzie Bullock. Thank you. It's been very interesting the last couple of weeks that I've not been podcasting. Like I mentioned before, there's no there's no way I could escape just being in the laboratory the last couple of weeks. Just straight up in the laboratory, doing work, working hard. Some of y'all not heard from me because I've been busting out assignments. PhD life is hard. Um, I'm going to have a couple PhD-based podcasts. I'm working to develop podcasts regarding that over time. But just know that sometimes I might have to take a two-week hiatus just because, you know, school comes first. Um, So I just want to make that clear. So one more thing before we get to the topic of the evening is we're halfway through 28 or 2019 y'all we're halfway through it who knew that time could move by so fast I mean I just think that we're now at the point where um we're at the point where you know it's summer it's nice outside you can go swimming go take vacations there's one thing I want y'all to keep in mind um, there's still not clean water in Flint. There are still young men, women, and trans folks being killed by police officers. There's still hate crimes. Black folks are still killing each other. I can go on and on. There's still discrimination racial schema, all that. Like, maybe we can work on in the next six months getting ourselves together as people and developing ourselves and being better as people because isn't that what's important is being a good person? Not trying to, you know, take advantage of other people or just because you walk up to someone and they tell you how it is, you don't have the right to go shoot them. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Eric Holder. Nipsey called you out, and you went and got a gun like a little punk, and you shot and killed him. And then you kicked him, and when he said, yeah, you got me, you're going to go kick him in the head. What the hell is wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with these people? I don't understand what the hell is going on in society where people think that just because they're being checked or or someone's trying to help improve their life, they can just go and kill someone or hurt someone or discriminate against someone, especially when it's out of goodwill. Like, keep that in mind, you all. And I'm going to go in more detail about it throughout the summer. I got a lot of podcasts to go. But, you know, this week, it's about free agency. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Please give me topics, y'all. Like, I have a couple topics, which is why I'm doing a two-part free agency series. The first part, free agency is going to be done with regular visitor Sean Vogler. The second version is going to be done with Brandon Hoke. Brandon Hoke's making his first appearance on this, on the, you know, on the um, podcast. You know, he's my WNBA expert. You know, we're going to talk strict basketball from high school all the way to pros, men and women. Brandon Hoke does a lot in the game of basketball. He was a four-year college basketball player. He was a three-year college basketball coach. He coached AAU, and now he's coaching college prep. 
and coaching and doing trainings and stuff. So like, that's gonna be a very good basketball perspective. That's gonna come Thursday, um, more likely than not. Um, we have, you know, scheduled to record this week. So hopefully that will be aired on Thursday. But for now, I know that, you know, this is gonna be short, you know, we got 20 minutes. Sean Vogler, get on up here. What's up, Sean? Not a whole heck of a lot. A lot has gone down uh, with uh, free agency and, you know, the past, uh, well, past few weeks, really, with the Women's World Cup and, um, you know, catching, capturing the nation's attention and taking it by storm. Yeah, let's chat about the Women's World Cup. You know, that's next on my list. Um, That's actually the topic everyone wanted to talk about was the Women's World Cup and free agency. But the Women's World Cup, you know, they won against Highland. 13-0 13-0 in their first game. People complained. People were sad. I'm like, nah, this game's about goals. Um, then, you know, they pretty much breezed through their group, and then the knockout rounds, they, there were a couple games where they won 2-1. to one. And one game, you needed a couple of um, PKs by Megan Rapino in order to move on. And, you know, they're just playing tough and scrappy, but we're going to talk about the championship game because all those other games don't matter. Um, I know when I was watching the game, I saw that Netherlands, because I've never seen them play before. The Netherlands, they were quite scrappy. Now, Sean, what was one moment in that game you thought stood out? I I, I kind of just felt throughout the whole game that the U.S. was going to win that game. Um, you know, Netherlands was definitely scrappy in the first half, but it was like they, if you look at the stats, did not have a shot on goal all game. And, no. and you know, the U.S. just kept attacking and attacking and attacking, you know, and having corners and attacking. And there was like three or four opportunities in the first half where they easily could have put in a goal, but, you know, weren't able to score until the PK in the second half, which... That was correctly, uh, you know, video replay was definitely a penalty, although you could easily could have counted a few that were missed earlier, but I won't get into that. Um, But, you know, it it just seemed like it just seemed like that throughout most of the tournament that um, even though that there weren't, you know, especially knockout round weren't easy games. You, I, you just kind of had a feeling that, that they would score, that they would finally knock one in. Yeah, and I was at um, I was at Jake and um, Vanessa's house. Shouts out to Vanessa, Job, and Jake Job up in Park City. Shouts out to them. Um, but we all did score predictions. There was a couple people there. One person said 3-0. One person said, um, I believe, 2-1. Another person said 3-2, and I think, and then Jake said 3-1. I said it was going to be 1-0 with a a goal at the 68th minute. I was like, the person that would be scoring that goal would be one of three people, Rose Lavelle, Alex Morgan, or Megan Rapinoe. I said if I was going to bet money, I would have bet on Alex Morgan. But, I mean, she almost got a couple goals, too, but... um, I was impressed because a goal was scored by Rose Lavelle in the 68th minute. Like, well, right at the end of the 68th minute. So I was impressed with that. The PK messed up my perfect prediction because 
I, my score was 1-0 and it was going to be 0-0 at the half. So I got the halftime score right. I was the only one who got it right. I was like, Netherlands, you know, they're scrappy. They're tough, you know. They dominated, you know, everyone in the tournament. They've not trailed. Like, they're not just going to, you know, lay down and just be like, U.S., score 13 goals like they did on, on Thailand. So, um, but one moment that was very, very interesting in the game I was actually, before I get into that, I was yelling the whole second half, like, sub in Carly Lloyd. I'm like, you got to sub in those people. Carly Lloyd, Ali Krieger, people like that, because that's their last World Cup. Like, Carly Lloyd ain't playing in four years. She's going to be, like, 40. Like, you know, Becky Sauerbaum, she's going to be 38 in four years. She's probably not playing. Like, you know, Ali Krieger, I think, is going to be 37 in four years. Like, or 36, like, they're not playing. Megan Rapinoe probably won't play either. She's going to be, like, 38. Like, these players, it's their last run. Unless they're trying to be, like, Mia Hamm, um, playing until she's, like, 40. Um, so that was one moment that I was happy about was the fact that Carly Lloyd got subbed in. I wish she would have got subbed in long enough to get a goal. Um, but I think my most impressive moment of the game was actually um, when you know when they were you know driving down the field, Tobin Heath, Tobin Heath played her heart out, and <laughs> she she was so mad she got subbed out of the game, but able to push the press the entire game, particularly to you know get that crossover. I was like, that crossover was impressive, but Megan Rapinoe couldn't catch up to it because of the injury. And that was a goal. That was an assist to a goal that was made the previous game. So I think that that was my moment was the fact that Tobin Heath kept pushing it, pushing it, and pushing it no matter what. And then obviously Rose Lavelle's goal was just amazing. Like she crossed over, I think, two defenders and got it. And um, it was beautiful. Um, any other words on the World Cup, Sean? Yeah, I mean, to your point, Tobin Heath, like, you know, she, her foot skills were amazing. I think there was a time in the last game against England where she took on two defenders and just split them and then crossed it, um, which was incredible. Um, you know, this was, this was, you know, this was a huge moment for sports, um, not just women, but in sports. sports. Um, U.S. women's has certainly dominated the past 20 years, but um, also give a huge uh, um, um, credit to Jill Ellis. Um, she, she's the only the second person, um, the second coach, whether men's or women's, to win back-to-back World Cups. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I, you know, I've just to give a little bit of a personal story there, um, you know, I remember, you know, sitting, um, sitting in Soldier Field 20 years ago, um, you know, watching U.S. women's play and Mia Hamm and Julie Fowdy and Christine Lilly and Brianna Scurry and goal. Um, yes. And, you know, just like, you know, it was just a moment, you know, my my growing up my sister played was a very good player my dad was a ref um a soccer ref for high school and college so you know i was certainly around the game but it's like it's hard to believe it's i'm sitting here 20 years later and it's you know just almost come full circle and it's you know a huge moment 
Yeah, I, I'd say so. That was, and that's great to experience. I mean, obviously, we know the Brandy Chastain, um, you know, shirt off, slot, you know, that that photo is just historic. Um, but one thing to keep in mind too about um, about um, about Joe Ellis and the U.S. soccer is that there's now been eight World Cups and the U.S. is placed in all eight of them, where the men, which they're terrible, hasn't placed since 1930, Sean. 1930. I don't know anybody who was alive in 1930. Like, 1930 was so long ago. Like, you're talking about almost 90 years like, shouts out to Aunt Julia. She turned, I believe, yeah, she turned 88 yesterday. So, happy birthday, Aunt Julia. Um, or on the 6th, sorry. On the 6th, she turned 80. Um, but it's just, you know, or 88, I think. Yeah, 88. 31, yeah. So, sorry. But anyways, um the fact that the women are out here creating revenue everyone's following them they have the number one sold jersey of all time like they have some of the best players of all time Carly Lloyd you know has has been in four World Cups Megan Rapino, Alex Morgan and all of them has been the three you have a young like you have a young group of people like Rose Lavelle, Lindsay Aran, um, folks like that. Um, um, Sam, um, Sam, forgot her last name, but number three, um, Julie Ertz. <laughs> Julie Ertz. Um, yeah, Sam Mewis. Yeah, Sam Mewis, Julie Ertz. Like all of them are young, so they're going to be back for another World Cup, like for sure. But you know, it's just incredible that eight World Cups placed in all eight. And the fact that we didn't have to face Germany was pretty sweet because Germany was probably our biggest competition and they got beat. Um, any last words on the Women's World Cup before we go to your favorite topic? Four out of eight World Cups, women have won. Mm-hmm. Place second and then place third. Um three times yeah play second once third three times so it's pretty cool so we're gonna move on to free agency now we're just gonna get right to it um Kawhi Leonard played the entire league sources talking about the Clippers are out it's a almost a foregone conclusion like blah 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 all that mess didn't nobody know nothing, and Kawhi loved it that way. The fact that Kawhi was able to facilitate a trade where five first-round picks were implemented was pretty sweet. What are your thoughts on the Kawhi Leonard situation? Um, a lot of it makes sense. Um, you know, for about a week, like you, you know, you really weren't hearing anything concrete. Like people can, you know, the guys who are covering there, you know. Are doing their job but it's like he kept it close to the vest and rightfully so um but it makes sense if he was wanting 
to go to a team, he wanted someone that he could have potential to win. Now, the interesting thing to me was he um, didn't want to play with LeBron and the Lakers, um, which left either Toronto, he goes back to Toronto and brings another star there, or, um, you know, Clippers getting someone. But, um, you know, give credit to, uh, to uh, you know, Jerry West, who's a Hall of Fame, who's the logo, and who's probably one of the best executives of all time. The only other one who's up there is Red Auerbach, who, you know, who built those 80, those Celtics 80s teams. Um, but it's like, you know, Clippers are probably the favorites to win it all next year. Um you know, looking at it, like, you got the best defensive team starting five out there, and I'm not even talking about offense either. Yeah, I mean, they're good defensively, too. And I think that's just the thing, is just keeping in mind what all has happened. Like, it's important to know that, like, we buy too much in all this, um, and yeah, I know that you said that Clippers might be the you know best or whatever. And I told you, and I told everyone this five thousand times that you know we're not analysts, so Sean's not making an actual prediction. But you know, it's just interesting to see how things have laid out because Lakers got their people. Um, you know, a lot of good trades. It's just gonna be interesting because the NBA is finally kind of balanced. Oh, yeah. I mean, I completely agree. I mean, they weren't, the Clippers weren't the only ones who, you know, you certainly had other teams go out there and make moves too. Um, You know, both conferences, um, you know, being local here, I was happy with the Pacers um, and their ability to, um, you know, trade, sign and trade for Malcolm Brogdon. That was huge um, and signed uh, um, Jeremy Lange and trade for TJ Warren. I mean, they got younger, um, more athletic, definitely two-way scores, longer. Um, But then you certainly, you know, a team, since you live in Utah, Jazz, um, being able to, uh, you know, sign Bogdan Bogdanovich um, was huge for them. Being able to get Conley was huge for them. He was definitely a step up from uh, Ricky Rubio. You know, especially in the backcourt with Donovan Mitchell. So it's like, I'm intrigued to see what happens. A lot of change in the NBA. And it may not even be done. There's still another domino out there as far as Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and Russell Westbrook, that's not about free agency. And like I said, you know, we'll discuss something with Russell Westbrook when something actually happens to Russell Westbrook, um, which... Maybe we'll talk about summer league when the the summer league finals. Maybe we don't. I don't I mean. I don't think either one of us really care too much about summer league. Um, no. no. <laughs> um, you know it was fun and stuff when like, you know, I knew a lot of the players, but I just don't know the players as well anymore because you know, I don't really follow m- too much high school basketball anymore. So like, and I don't really follow AAU, so I don't really know a lot of these players that didn't play in the NCAA tournament. Or didn't play for Kentucky. <laughs> like, um, if I, 
I'll go ahead. I, I mean, I definitely keep up on it a little more. What you know, I, I'm a huge um, Indiana Hoosiers fan, so I, you know, try to keep well, up. Yeah, up too. Uh, you know, and I try to keep up on recruiting. Um, you know, and you know, see like as far as Archie, as far as you know, building Indiana back up, but still, like, even that's hard to like because it's like you can. I mean, you have players every year that are ranked high, and then they just don't pan out. And then you have a low-ranked guy who's young, who's hungry, who has a chip on his shoulder, um, and they make it to the NBA and they succeed. So, you know, I'll be honest with you. I say out of the sixty people that got drafted, I probably have seen fifteen of them play basketball. Like fifteen to twenty of them play basketball. So. Like, the fact that I'm seeing some of these players playing summer league, I'm like, who is that? Who is that? I mean, if you go through the draft, I mean, clearly everyone knows who Sion is. Everyone knows who's R.J. Barrett is. But I listen to a lot of games on the radio and GameCast, and you know, I'd watch games that are close, but I don't even know what a lot of these players look like. Clearly, I know what R.J. and Cam and, you know, the Duke boys look like. I know what the Kentucky boys look like. P.J. Washington played two years. Um, you know, I know who Cam Johnson and Kobe White is. They played together at UNC. I mean, I know a lot of those players, but like, you know, these random players. I mean, obviously, I know DeAndre Hunter and, you know, the Virginia folks. Um, John Morant. Obviously, I know John Morant, Romeo Langford, Carson Edwards. Like, you know, I know all those players, but like, you know, and I know Nas Reed and Tremont Waters and, know like players like that but basically if you didn't play big time basketball meaning you didn't play in the last week last two weekends of the tournament i don't know who the heck you are basically that's what i'm saying you didn't you were not in the sweet 16 where your name was not john moran i don't know who you are that's really what i'm saying (laughs) yeah which a lot of them played you know deep in the tournament mean jared culver but like darius garland i have no clue who darius garland is at all he played I mean, granted, he only played five games, but without him, they were the worst team in America. Like, I don't follow Vandy. I know, I think Scottie Pippen Jr. is at Vandy now, so I assume they're better, but I can't tell you what Scottie Pippen Jr. looked like. I only know about him because, I, I mean, I, I, I listened to Scottie Pippen on the jump. Like, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't even know who his son was or Kenny Martin's son. Like, I, it's just, there's too much going on to where I can't really follow it so deeply anymore. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's just a lot of, certainly a lot of basketball going on. I mean, it's, you know, with high school, with college, with pros, it's hard to uh, keep up on it, but it's like you keep up on as much as you can, Um, you know, and there's guys you haven't heard of that, you know, come out of the middle of nowhere and, you know, they do well on each level. You, I mean, you see it every year. Right. You know, yeah. so I'm probably I'm there with you. I probably I probably I mean I probably watched a little more games, so I might have seen a few more players, but it's like not much more of that. Yeah, I mean, NCAA better watch out because the G League and overseas about to take y'all take y'all checks. I mean, they're not gonna take your players, but they're gonna take y'all checks. Meaning the top players, the top 15 players every year are going to start playing overseas, especially if they start being successful. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, 
I feel like within next, you know, definitely next two or three years, I feel like the one and done role will be gone anyways. Um, you know, there's yeah. there's definitely yeah. there's been discussions with Adam Silver as far as that, and it seems like that's where it's headed. Yeah, now picks are traded through 2026, so we have to see when that will happen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Damn, LA Clippers trading 2026 draft picks and stuff. I mean, but yeah. I mean, the huge thing for them was getting Shea Gilgis Alexander. That was a huge get for them. Now they got a leave guard. Yep, that's true. And Shea goes, yeah. I, as you know, I mean, I'm an IU fan, but I love John Calipari and what he does there. Um, I know that we have different opinions on John Calipari. I have my opinions differ from a lot of people in America. I get it. But, you know, thing is, is that he does everything in his power. He's the player's coach. That is exactly what he is. He will do anything to advocate for the players, including, you know, be part of some NCAA violations, which, you know, it's what it is. You know, I don't, I don't like the NCAA rules anyway. So like, oh, you must follow the rules. You must follow the rules. But y'all here, y'all here basically pimping these college athletes um, and exhorting them is the more politically correct word. You're exhorting these athletes and making 900 million off of the NCAA tournament and these athletes get nothing. So me, y'all, oh, they get free tuition and books. Oh, hush. (laughs) I mean... I already came up with a plan, and I'm going to mention it here before we jump off here, is that there needs to be a formula of how much you make based on the GSR, which is the graduate success rate, the APR, which is the academic progress rate, which graduate student rate is basically how much you graduate within a four-year period. Academic progress rate is the same thing within, you know, that period. If you score high in both of those, you get, you know, the maximum of the one-fourth of the check or whatever. Or you get a certain amount depending on what it is. Everyone makes a minimum of $12 an hour, minimum, and you make a dollar base, a dollar or two extra based on what you score up to $20. And then you throw in your GPA and your academic progress, as well as the team's academic progress. And then we throw in if y'all win or not. And, you know, if you get like, you know, all conference or whatever you can make a little bit extra money doing that too i feel like and i have the formula you know written down i'm just not gonna bore you out of death with all of that but any last words on um free agency sean before we get off here i thought it was interesting i read something the other day that kd and kyrie knew they were going to go to brooklyn around the end february around the all-star break duh that's that's what we call in the words of Jalen rose broken news it was it, it, it was that was already happening. That's why I don't know why Durant played in the finals. I would have been like, I'm on my way to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I, I give him credit for doing that. You you trying to win a championship, but still. I mean, he was going to get paid regardless. He already got two championships. What do you need another one for? Nate, this is what I was talking about earlier with Keenan. There's a, there's only about five players in this league that are stars that possibly need to do something for their legacy. You know, James Harden's not one of them. Like, James Harden ain't going to be any better 
or any greater with the championship than what he is right now. He's just not. Like, there's nothing to add to his legacy. Like, Chris Paul and all of them, there's nothing to add to any of their legacies. It's, it's a wrap. Like, but they... I would say I would say this. Do you want to be on the list of the best players to not win a championship, though? So, I, mean, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, you don't want to be like... You don't want to be like, oh, this player did this, this, and this. James Harden and Chris Paul did this, this, and this. But they didn't win a championship. You don't want those conversations. This is the thing. Those conversations don't matter because, as of right now, no one's ever going to be Michael Jordan. So there's no point even having these discussions. If uh, best in the generation, you're still not going to be the best in the generation. So, like, me, oh, if y'all want to have conversations regarding people, oh, you're seventh best or you're eighth best, those conversations are a waste of time. Waste of space, waste of breath, all of that. Like, people need to stop having those discussions and just acknowledge greatness. There's a lot of greatness with James Harden with or without a championship. And the same thing with all those other players. Like, this whole, like, if it really bothers you that you ain't won a championship when you're 50, like Charles Barkley and them, then you probably need to reevaluate a few things, to be honest. Right. I mean, I mean, no question. They're great players, but, you know, you didn't win a championship, you know, and we can we could talk about, you know, who's greater and, you know, how I mean, if you want to get into it, like Bill Russell's the greatest winner in all sports, you know, if you want to be honest, (laughs) like, but, but it's still mad and that still kind of matters. Winning matters. People remember if you win. They don't remember. They don't remember second place. They may remember. Oh yeah, that was a great finals, or you know. But they don't remember second place. And a lot of times, they don't even remember the score. It doesn't make. It doesn't make you any richer. Talking about. It doesn't make you any richer talking about people that. Are you being talked about being great? That does not make anybody any richer. So I don't think it really matters. Um, like that's like me and you. Oh, Sean, who was the best manager at Indiana State during your time there? It doesn't matter. I mean, I granted no one would care, but and people care about that. But that's what I'm saying. That's how I see it. Is Saying that, you know, James Harden is less great because he didn't win any championships is like saying, Sean, because you didn't, you know, sweep up poop, you know, outside while being a basketball manager, you're less of a basketball manager. Like for James Harden, it does, I mean, yeah, it might matter to him. When his career's over, it's not going to matter. Like, that's the thing. It's not going to matter because he's still going to get those checks. I mean, yeah, he might have a clause of, winning a championship or whatever, but like, you know, I mean, I still think there's some integrity with it. And like, I'm with Dane Lillard here. I'd rather lose and do it the way it's supposed to be done than to grab everyone and team up just to win a championship. Oh, Especially yeah. if I'm losing money. Oh, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm just saying, like, you know, winning matters. Like, it's not, it's not going to take anything away from how great you are. But, you know, winning still matters. 
You know, no, it matters, but it doesn't. Championships still matter, and I'm with you. With, you know, like with Dame on that, I'm not saying, hey, let's let's build the, a super team and just win, take over the NBA. No, I'm not about that. But winning yeah. still matters, like you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, before we jump off here, any last words regarding anything? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> My last words is from the great Rex Havlin. You go to jail, don't call me for bail. That's what he always says at the end of every mass media class back in high school. Um, when um, when I was in, you know, a sophomore in high school. Also, too, I want to speak. I want to give a shout out to LeBron James for the 10 year or no, the nine-year anniversary of the decision. Um, like it's it's you know within a couple days, obviously, because this is going to be aired on Tuesday. But um, yeah, LeBron James and the decision. If you remember that, um, you know he was wearing the shirt that I have. I have that shirt that he was wearing, and LeBron's like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna take my talents this fall. I'm gonna take my talents to the. Um, to South Beach and be a member of the Miami Heat and it was a replica of that made on How I Met Your Mother but I want to make sure that next time when Sean's on here that we debate Living Single Friends and How I Met Your Mother Sean thinks that Friends is better than How I Met Your Mother but I think that Friends stole their plot from Living Single so at some point we'll talk about that but for the meantime we're going to get it going and We'll catch y'all later. And this has been Sports and Life with Tremaine.